declare ourselves, declare our liberation. As always, all power to the people. Free your minds, free the lands, free all political prisoners. All power to the people. This is yours truly, DJ Ashik, signing off for 2016. I'll see you in 2017. Stay tuned for the joke workshop. You're going to hear a lot of great jokes from uh, nascent and long-term comedians here in uh, on the semi-fictional island of San Francisco, California. Loving y'all. Peace. Super chill here today on the Joke Workshop. You're listening to DJ Cheese in the background to start us out. Just chilling out with DJ Cheese. Uh, we have a couple comedians here tonight. We're going to take some extra time for everyone because we're chilling after that. I had a great Christmas of just being really, really mellow. And I am uh, still in that mellow vibe. So we're going to listen to some DJ Cheese. And we'll be right back with uh, comedians here on Joke Workshop. Inside and ready. Are they all excited for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio? Hey, Jonathan, will you be a champion and run out and get the book that I didn't? There's only four comedians, but I didn't uh, even pay attention. Uh, hey, everybody, remember on the joke workshop, it's as good as you make it. The more you comment on each other's work, the more interesting this will be for all of us and for our listening audience. Please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. So a nice fluffy brioche bun, and then the real meat of uh, that what you want to say, and then nice fluffy, maybe, maybe even crisp it up, maybe toast that bun, put a little mayonnaise on it, and then... Uh, tell your comedians what you think about him. Uh, your first comedian, he has been, he is working, he is grinding all the time. And we love him for it. You guys are going to love him right now. Take out your pads and pencils, make notes, and let's make these four minutes. We'll, I'll give you guys, there's only a couple of you, every, we'll just, we'll go five or if, just do whatever you feel like you need to work on. Here we go. Your first comedian, it's Ken Suzuki. <laughs> The 
Thank you. Thank you all, all of you for coming out tonight. Beautiful crowd. This is, uh, you guys, you guys braved the storm and the weather. All, every single one of you in this audience tonight. We are packed house for listeners at home. Oh my God. You, if you are not here and you're having to listen to this via your iTunes download, you missed a show. That's what I can tell you. Now, uh, it's my first year back in, uh, well, no, it's actually my second Christmas in California. I'm starting to miss things from back home. I'm from the, from the Midwest. I really miss the snow, and that is not a euphemism for cocaine. But I just miss the activities you did with it, man. You know, you would go, you're out there, you're sledding, building snow angels, making snowmen. Now, this is California, so if you've never made a snowman, let me tell you what I learned the first time I made one. Uh, the carrot, even though it's called a snowman, it's for the nose. Which still I'm wrapping my head around. And then snow angels. Snow angels are another great, fun activity that I would, you would do. That's a couple's thing you do, right? Snow angels. Making snow angels with your boyfriend or girlfriend in the streetlights. But relationships are funny, right? You're making your snow angels. You act like a kid when you're doing that. You give each other pet names. Everybody, couples give each other pet names, right? I've been called quite a few things. I've been called my Meow Meow, my Ken Ken, little Nuzzly Boy, or my personal favorite, my emotional security blanket. Yes, that last one was my first attempt at a polyamorous relationship. I was dating her and all of her demons. It's beautiful. And which is funny, too, that how these, that can happen, because I'm a pretty judgy guy. I am a pretty judgy guy when it comes to potential sex partners. I pick them apart down to every last detail. I'm just microscoping. Tell you which part of the body I judge the most, though? The brain. That's right. I like them smart. Because when someone with a brain goes down on you, you know they have a plan. Game of getting off, just like chess, folks. You got to think three moves ahead. You've got to think three moves ahead. Oh, interracial breeding. Is it wrong or is it right? I'm sorry, is it wrong or is it white? No. Oh, going with cheap, easy hack jokes. Let's keep it rolling. Ah, uh, BDSM. I'm into it. I'm into it. It's the only time of the year, because it's the only time I get to tell people that I have a slave. I just, uh, that's all I wanted to work on. Thank you. Ken Suzuki, everyone, yay, working out his personal demons. Uh, I think that you have the right idea when you were going in the direction of, I'm dating her and all her demons, that's a good punchline, mm -hmm. and then I think you can go farther, especially since you're sort of into the whole BDSM thing, okay. and you mentioned demon things later, and some masochism and whatever other things, the slave stuff, I feel like you can kind of tie that all together, be like, her and all her demons, and... You know, but I don't like listening to death metal when I'm spanking or, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that was a good punchline and it, I wanted that joke to, I wanted that to be the joke about the demons and then farther, farther, farther down okay. that uh, Quick question. Uh, I was debating between the word demons or insecurities. Demons. demons. Okay. Demons. <laughs> Security blanket, it, it, it harkens back to peanuts, but you haven't really talked about it. It's like, where are you going? Like an emotional, okay. But if it's, like Linus or something, uh -huh. but there's, I mean, I guess if you said unpack all of her emotional demons and then you have like a suitcase you're talking about, I guess that you could have a security blanket in the suit. I don't know. I don't know where we're going. I'm sorry. I, I think security blanket just sort of as a metaphor for like, you know, 
Find a microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I think I think the security blanket, just like, because although it is a, um, I mean, you know, it's a reference that also in, exists independent of peanuts. Because mm -hmm. security blanket has its own meaning. I think you're, I think you're kind of, I think you're good on that one. Okay. Well, while we're on security blanket, I thought you were either going to go insecurity blanket, like she really made you feel like an insecurity blanket. But uh, because I know you're dirty, I also thought you were going to stick cum rag in there somewhere. Like, you know, I was her security blanket, but she made me feel like a cum rag, or she used me like a cum rag. Because I know, I feel like I'm writing in your voice when, when, when I give you that advice. Thank you. I think we got it. And, and All right. Thank All you guys. right, Kentazuki, everyone. All right, it is a it is a chiller, laxer joke workshop. Uh, and again, uh, take your time, uh, do what you want to work on, if, especially if you want a little longer to practice something. And uh, when you're up at the podium too, feel free to ask questions of the audience. You can always direct the conversation after your set. Your next comedian, a funny young man, on. Break right now from school. Laugh at his jokes. It's Arjun Banerjee. I'm on break. I'm on break, guys, 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 guys. If a girl's a communist, is that a red flag? Ah, uh, uh, that's not a good joke. Uh, Guys, you know, I, I, I've, I'm, I, I, you know, high school is a weird place because it's a place where a bunch of children try to fuck other children. Okay. Isn't that concept strange? Like, teen mom should be renamed to child pushes out slightly smaller child. I feel like I should expand on that more, but um, I graduated high school like two years ago, so there's not much distance between me and that topic. Uh, got, you know, you guys know it's like uh, how uh, I don't know if you guys, but like it's like man, it's like it's like not manly to eat a salad while it's like super manly to eat a steak and drink whiskey. You guys know what I mean by that, right? So that's because, guys, because obviously, guys, if you don't spend at least a minimum of 20 minutes taking a poop, then you ha are not a real man. Okay, guys, if your colon is not more impacted than a Los Angeles freeway, then you clearly have a vagina. Boy, you guys are just not, yeah. You three are just, you know what, you two. This guy, though. <laughs> this guy, though. He is, he is... You know what? I don't need a workshop. My j no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. That's not a good... You know what? These are not good... Anyways, what else do I got? You know, I'm pretty sure Donald Trump has fucked a dude. And, like, not in the, like, the homopho... Like, not in the, like, Republican homophobic senator who's secretly gay way, but, like, in the he's a billionaire playboy who's tried everything way, you know? Like, I think when one of his sex parties in the 80s, he tried sex with a man. And to be fair, he probably didn't like it. Uh, just because, I don't know. I feel like Donald Trump doesn't like fucking dudes. I'm not saying that. I just think he, he's tried it, you know? Because he was a billionaire aristocrat. And so, uh... 
you know, don't knock it till you try it. Donald Trump's tried it, so I guess by that he has the right to knock it, although he shouldn't. You know, they say you can use... Okay, speaking of which, I've been questioning whether I'm straight or bi, but that might just be what being a liberal is. (laughs) You know? Like, I'm pretty sure I want to fuck dudes, but maybe I just want to want to fuck dudes. Like, you know? Because I'm pretty... Like, I've thought about it extensively, ages 13 to 18, but then I actually got a girlfriend, so maybe I was just super lonely. Like, just so lonely. I was like, maybe an entire gender. But it doesn't matter, because I'm booked on man-haters, so I'm bi for the next three months. Uh, I don't want to lose that. Do not want to lose that. You know, you can use body language to determine if somebody's attracted to you. Did you know that? Yeah, just check if they're obsessively checking your body language for signs of attraction. Then they're into you. Because if I'm into a girl, I'm staring at her feet to see if they're pointed at me. Because uh, that means they like you. Okay. You know, guys. Okay, I already said if a girl's a communist, is that a red flag? Oh, look. The career of Abraham Lincoln. Young Whig from the West and South and North. That's notes from my history class. Guys, I'm upset with my therapist, and I don't know who to talk to about it. Do I get a second therapist? Who's my side therapist? Just like, hey, this is what my therapist... What he did is he said... Um, he, what happened is I made a really loud... I, made, like, I got excited and I jumped up. And then he, uh, and then he said, look, I'm going to say something to you. And I know you can... Ha- I'm going to give you offer some criticism. And I know you can handle it. Because I know you're not a narcissist. But sometimes you're too loud. And then in response to that criticism, I started crying. Uh, so guess who was wrong... That big dumb idiot. I'm so much smarter than him. Okay, guys. Look, guys. I think we can all agree that was a pretty fantastic set. Let's uh, let's let's uh, let's workshop these to make them even more fantastic. Yay! Argent Banerjee making life more fantastic every second. Your puns are good. No, they're not. Well, no, I think they, I think like they would, with regular people that would definitely work. Red flag, and uh, I'm obsessed with my I'm upset with my therapist, but I don't know who to talk to That's about. That's not a pun. I, well, your play on words and or oh, okay. your wordplay in that case Thank is you. good. That's that's yeah, that's not, that's that's yeah, but that's not a not a pun. Also, I don't think red flag. You know, is that a yes? No, it all is. Pun okay, is it's wordplay though. You know what? Uh, I'm not going to contest this. Continue. And then I believe have you you've done high school bit before but you've never the the end is that new the tag cue I have never talked about high school because about a bunch of kids trying to fuck other kids yeah I, that was a thought I had the that's other a good day. premise and a good idea I do think it's a good premise right I mean even because saying the thought out loud is, already is gonna make people laugh yeah when they think about it then tying that together with something child pushing out other small lightly smaller child depending on you phrase that i think that'll be a very strong joke as well thanks ken oh oh and donald trump fucking a dude um i thought you were gonna be like fucked him over or something so you took the other angle i I think straight up think he's tried it sit down write that out and like multiple times to tighten up the language and the wordplay on that because that also is going to be uh has potential to be very powerful okay Thanks, Ashton. There was a, a small hands joke, but I was like, you know what? Nah. 
Also, apparently, there was another punchline, but apparently Jim Jeffries has done that one before. Are we done? And if you're going to say, uh, I'm bi for the next three months, when you're on stage at Man Haters, you say, oh, I was bi until after the set. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll have sex with a man at that time, and I can decide. Probably won't, though. It's pretty terrifying. Did you guys know that? Having sex with strangers? It's pretty pretty crazy. Are are you on? Did you just recently get on Grinder or something? I've been on. I've talked about Grinder, but the thing is, like, once I actually like the actual prospect of meeting with a total stranger to let him inside you is pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty hilarious when you're talking about it out loud like this. So yeah. You might want to write and, these thoughts out and make them into jokes. Well, yeah. and when you say it with just such nonchalance, too, that yeah. makes it very funny. Oh. Also. Just yeah. from, but no, that makes sense. I mean, I guess it feels. I guess g- young girls feel probably feel that same way. I don't know, or maybe they just want the boys to like them so much that they just, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't really under, you know, sexuality is very complicated. I mean, it's a, there's a lot of things up there. Mine, I don't know. I'm just sort of letting it roll at this point, <laughs> just doing whatever. Like, if I meet, like, I think if I meet a guy personally, like, I'd think, but I don't think I'm going to go out on the internet and find one just because that is not my style. Like, it doesn't even work with women. Like, I'm on Tinder, and I've gotten, like, four matches in my lifetime, and I've only messaged, like, one of them. Okay, now since we're working on your dating strategies instead of your jokes, have you you thought about... (laughs) Yeah. We good? I just want to say good set. Oh, thank Uh, you. The, 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 uh... Trump queer bit needs a little work. You might want to, yeah, really you, you know, might want to think about something about like uh, tweets about the other guy's tremendous cock or something oh, like that. Yeah, he, tweets. he tweets a lot and he does say tweets tremendous. Tweets about a tremendous cock. <laughs> Clap wildly for Arjun Banerjee. <laughs> Hooray. Huzzah. Uh, before I introduce your next comedian, I want to let you guys know that every Saturday in February, we're going to be uh, producing plays by local playwrights. So if anybody out there has a play that they've written between 30 and 90 minutes, which actually kind of dovetails into your next comedian, because he writes, he makes tiny, um, not tiny, sometimes they're minutes long, uh, but YouTube videos that are very, very funny. Uh, and if you ever had the impetus or maybe he's already done that and written a play of 30 to 90 minutes, and like we're going to be doing staged readings here at the station trying to do other art besides just comedy. But your next comedian is going to bring the comedy to your face right now. Watch him all over YouTube and clap your hands wildly for Ashton Tate. Oh. What's up, guys? Christmas with my friends. This means a lot. Um, my girlfriend and I recently broke up because we got into different online colleges. It's good. Um... Guys, went to. I realized recently that uh, all it takes for people to remember that you're a good person at a funeral is just to have pictures of you rock climbing. It's like, hey, Ashton owes me 500 bucks, but he looks good in that helmet. That's all I'm gonna do to be a good person is do that. But uh, um, read that the mayor wants to clean up the the streets of here, and. Um, I feel like, you know, a good sign of, you know, bad activity going on is if you see a group of guys or girls could be, it's usually always guys though, hanging out in front of a a liquor store. And I found that like the best way to make those people leave is to just go up there and start talking and, you know, really be yourself. Usually makes them leave. (laughs) Um, like I don't even need a 
bulletproof vest, just like a sweater vest, and uh, they tend to leave. So I feel like you know, just get me, give me some money to do that. Uh, I, I sometimes like a gang will go into a, a club, and uh, you know, it's like five guys, and the bouncer will be like, "Hey, I don't know this guy. Is he with you?" And the lead gang member will be like, "It's cool. He's straight." And then they get to go in. But I just wonder if it's any different at a gay club. You know, he's like, you know, he's straight, but he's experimented. All right. He went to, he went to online college. That's a callback. Um, there's a, it seems to be that a lot of musicians OD on heroin, but uh, never any musicians that play the spoon. Should get, should get. It's not, is it not, no? <laughs> we can skip, the, let's just skip the critiques at the end and just, yeah. So we got a thumbs down. I can't tell if you were being sarcastic. Oh, okay. It's fine. Yeah. Because you can cook uh, heroin with spoons. Can you play spoons, though? Yes, a, mu a musician can play spoons. Can you play spoons? You haven't lived until you've played spoons. Yeah. Spoon Man, not to be confused with Moon Man. Um, but uh, we've got we've got time to kill. That's what we've got here, guys. What's up, Elmo? Hey. hey. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if I'm reaching out on a limb here, but do, do you guys do you ever uh, some some I don't know. I've reached a point where I realize that uh, if I'm having people over, you know, I can I can clean up my house and make it look presentable, or it's a lot easier to you know ask them to take their shoes off. That somehow spreads the idea that you have a clean house if you ask them to take your shoes off. You guys should try that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I worked out all the puns I wanted to work on, so so that's good. Um, Oh, I got time. Should I just talk about why I had a good 2016? Sure. Nah, that's cool. I'm not going to do that. That's my time. Thank you. I uh, Please commence the recommendations. You can do that now. Ashton Tate, uh. everyone. I, was, I would come and say I wish you would have gone longer because you're very funny. Me too. Appreciate it. Thank you. Why wouldn't uh, people think that you were a good pe person at a funeral? I mean, were, were you dead in the scenario, or? I'm saying in the future, yeah, if I die. Oh, I thought you were just hanging out at a funeral with oh. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, hey, everybody, I rock climb. All right. You know? I thought that was another possible scenario that I imagined, because I wasn't listening very closely. And, um... <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I, I like how present you are in the... In the in the situation, but uh, and I'm I am curious about why your 2016 was good, uh, and I don't remember any more of your jokes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, is that like a is that a common thing at funerals? Because I've only been to like two, but I've never. They have pictures of the guy in slideshows. Oh, okay. In a slideshow. Okay. Cool. You could have just googled that. Actually, I've heard you. Yeah. I've heard you do that joke in the past. Uh -huh. uh, no, and you like, well, 
I don't. Are you trying to cut it down, make it uh-huh. with make it have even less words? Because you usually preface it with, "I've been at a funeral. Mm-hmm. I noticed this," mm-hmm. and that makes it everybody laughs once they have context. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to shorten it. Because as it was, I mean, you, you can take a, maybe a few words out, but with that setup, I think you'll be able to hit. It'll hit more often. Okay. Do it again. Yeah, he wasn't. You were here, right? I hate houses where they have the no shoes rule. Uh huh. Uh, I walk everywhere. Uh, sometimes I don't take showers for like two or three days at a time. And if I took my shoes off right now, you guys wouldn't invite me back. You'd ban me from this house, from this club, yeah. forever. Um, so that's just like you know the clean house thing. It's a hazard. Right. I don't know if it helps your joke. Uh. I did enjoy it though. Okay, yeah, thanks, man. The no shoes. <laughs> yeah. The no shoes one does. I've read, that one does have legs to it. Um, yeah, it does. Cause they're shoes. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> oh, okay. That joke has legs. But uh, that one, I think, just with the setup and delivery, I think that one will be. It'll hit. Pretty okay. Start powerfully. Okay. Fucking good comment, Ken. Man, that was a really good comment. I just wanted to comment on your comment. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, but before you leave, yeah. why was your 2016 so great? Because uh, most people I've been seeing on the internet have been like, another shitty year down the drain, 2016, a pile of shit. Mm. Uh, and using shit twice, that's kind of boring. But you had a good time in 2016 because... I don't know. I just learned stuff, made friends. And I'm, I'm still alive, so that's pretty good. And, uh, yeah. I, I like to think... What were you going to say? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Perspective with Ashton Tate. <laughs> yeah. And I gained five pounds of muscle. That was good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, thank you so much. Yay, Ashton Tate. Yay. Yay. You're still listening to DJ Cheese in the background. Trippy, trippy, mellow music today on Joke Workshop. Because I've been chilling all weekend long. Feels good. I don't want to work anymore. Uh, your next comedian, he works. He works hard at his jokes. And uh, also not falling down on his roller skates. Put your hands together, everyone, for Matthew Quirk. I'm going to keep that positive vibe that Ashton started. Because I am so looking forward to 2017. I mean... Especially, I'm especially looking forward to the TV shows that are going to be on next year. There's one in particular, this spinoff show, that I'm just so, so looking forward to. It's a spinoff of Celebrity Apprentice. It's Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency. I'm so looking forward to that show. I mean, have you guys seen any of the advanced promotions they've had for this? It's fucking riveting. It's like... I can't, the writers on this show, where do they come up with this stuff? It's just every day something new is, bla- and they haven't even started the season yet. I think it's, it's going to be so interesting. I mean, they're starting to introduce some of the bit characters that are going to be behind the drama and involved in all the intrigue and the turmoil. I mean, Putin and Trump, I mean, can you just sense the, 
sense the the sexual tension between them. I mean, it's going to be like the best game of F Mary Kill ever. I mean, what are they going to do first? What are they going to do next? Are they going to stay together? Is it going to be a tumultuous relationship where they just circle each other forever and just never speak of the love they really have for each other? You guys aren't interested in the show? It's going to be more real than real. I'm not, I don't even give a fuck about Game of Thrones anymore. I can't wait for this show to start. Every day I'm just more and more intrigued by what's going to happen next. Who's going to get to the oil first? Is climate change real? Oh, we're going to find out that in the next four years. They're already having a race to the Arctic for the oil. Going to burn through that shit so fast. Then we'll find out for sure if climate change is man-made or not. Then we'll have solar power. You guys got to look at the bright side. When we finally run out of oil and we finally frack the fuck out of the earth, we'll finally get solar power. Wind. Tidal. It'll be the paradise. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that show. Brought to you by Exxon Mobil, subsidiary of Halliburton. That show's going to be good. All right, that's all I got on that show. So I'm just up here to kill time now. What, I got like 35 minutes to fill? You could do whatever you want. You could do any jokes that make you happy. Use your time. Yeah, I will. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah. I'm still wearing my uh, Christmas colors because in the new Trump world, you know, war on Christmas, I'm going to get on the right side of history on this. And this week is Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. I got to fight back. I got to keep the black and the Jew, you know, on the back foot when the war on Christmas. Boom. Racial and ethnic humor. Roman, not getting it? No. No. See, I'm wearing Christmas colors past Christmas. I'm extending Christmas's territory on the calendar. You're fighting, you said the fight on Christmas. Did I say war on Christmas? I meant war on Christmas. You said you meant like war on blacks and Jews. Oh, I did mean that. Yeah, I did mean that, actually. But I didn't say that. I said war on Christmas, and I said Kwanzaa. And we'll work on this in the, in, in the comments section. You're right. Maybe I misworded it. Yeah, war on Christmas. So I've been doing kombucha lately, trying to stay fit. You guys were talking about being clogged up earlier. No, I'm using kombucha. It's like someone took spoiled wine and skunked beer and mixed it together and convinced us it was good for us. So we drink it. But I got to tell you, the only fucking thing that's fermented is my bowel movements. That shit is just putting out gas like Aleppo. Boom. Keep, keeping it current. Thanks. Yeah, they say it's like a probiotic, like living organisms. I tell you, when I drink that stuff, it feels like living organisms are trying to break the fuck out of my digestive system. Gets me all rumbly in the tumbly. Kombucha. I'm not sure I have... That's, what's with Buff Elmo? I, gotta, I, can't take, <laughs> I can't take my eyes off of Elmo on roids. So anyway, I guess Elmo went to prison and came out jacked. Didn't that Elmo guy, isn't he a pedophile? Isn't that what happened? Oh, yeah, 
Yeah, so. That's what that chart makes me think, I guess. Thank you. So anyway, I used to have this really sweet felt hat. You guys probably all saw it. It was really nice brimmed hat. Looked like I was from the 40s when I wore it. And I wore it to where I volunteered at the, like the soup kitchen where I volunteered on Christmas. That's humble brag, but I'll, I'll do it. Anyway, one of the homeless guys stole my fucking hat while I was out there being a good person, you know? Like no deed goes unpunished. So what I'm expecting out of you comedians is you'd be on the lookout out there for my sweet felt hat. It's going to be totally too good for the guy who's wearing it. And if you fucking see that thing, I want you to do nothing. Let him keep it. I don't want it back now. It's all fucking skeevied out and diseased. So let him, he needs it more than me. All right. That's all I got. Matthew Quirk, everyone. All right, Roman, go. Comments. I, I liked your riffing in the middle that you were forced to do. That was yeah, fun. Thanks. I like your uh, reality TV analogy. But keeping it going, you might have, instead of saying, um, mentioned that it's been picked up for four, at least four seasons. It's just, you know. Guaranteed for, four seasons. Yeah, for the four, yeah. Um, I'm not sure we are guaranteed for seasons. And then uh, when you said the whole thing, and then like with regards to the the tension between him and Putin as if they're characters, maybe either an odd couple analogy or you know digging into that deeper, to try as if you were to look at two sitcom characters, are they gonna fuck? Are they not? You know all that. And then when you mentioned, uh, you said keep the black in the, with regards to uh, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Yeah. And you said keep on the back foot. I was thinking, well. That's a back sports bur- expression. It might go over all your I was, no, I was like, back burner might be more apropos. Or Blackfoot, and then you can make fun of Indians, too. Because uh, <laughs> I was thinking Holocaust. Wow, there's a tie-in. Black burner. Make it sportsy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, back to the guaranteed four seasons, which is not, you could say, you wanted to, you think it's going to be guaranteed for four seasons, but the third season is, is actually the impeachment season, and wow, that, there are going to be some scintillating episodes in season three. Well, there's still surprise, heart attack, and, uh, you Right, know, well, that season, I mean, you can go into the whole thing. Season two, surprise, heart attack. Red the, wedding. To, yeah, to win the, to win the everybody's love back. Oh, I just was going to say, uh, I think that you should uh, shelve the um, the homeless guy stealing your hat. I think there's something there. So, yeah, just keep on to it and keep playing with it. Thanks. That's real, though. That hat is out there. This is, I like your new hat. It's like an Amsterdam hat with your ear flaps. This is an Inca hat. It's, it's made, made of with, real made with alpaca. Oh, it is alpaca. Very nice. I really like your uh, your new TV show as well, but I think you should do specific show examples. So you said uh, it's going to be Game of Thrones. That might be like your, your top big one because it's a huge show. So you say, here's this thing that happened in Game of Thrones. Here's what we're really going to get with Putin and, and uh, Trump. I guess I forgot a president's name. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but you go with that with several different of your favorite shows. So now you start with like Friends, Seinfeld. He's like, what's the deal with healthcare? You get other shows that you can compare it to. Now we have our favorite shows, but this beats every one of them because it's crazier and just like it. And then you say, you know, I mean, maybe it'll last a whole season. We don't know because you're uh, getting impeached thing. That's a good point. That's just what I thought. Right on. Thank you. Good job. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Happy holidays. Matthew Quirk, everyone. Hooray. All right. Your next comedian. 
is a favorite of many comedians. You guys are going to love him right now. Pay attention. Take good notes for Roman Leo. Oh, my God, you guys. Uh, thank God Christmas is over, right? Yeah. And uh, anybody else hear about George Michael? Yeah. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I was I heard I heard Mike more George Michael died and uh, I was just like fuck, you know fifty three he like he made it out early and then I just like got overwhelmed with a sense of euphoria about like you don't have to last. It was <laughs> I mean I really felt good, you know when I heard the news. I don't know what the cutoff is, but fifty three I think is a, an old enough. Um, I like to do uh, laundry, you guys, and. Uh, I think it's even better when when you wait like six weeks, you know, because you're like, finally, I get get to use the big machine, right? One washer, one dryer, 84 pairs of, or no, 84 socks, 42 pairs of underwear, 42 Pantera t-shirts, and some jeans. (laughs) I almost said she-shirts. She sells she-shirts. But anyway, um... I don't know. I kind of I, I, if I, I uh, if I was going to recommend it, you guys, I think you should you should find an esthetician to date, right? They work all day and they have like the softest hands. Who who comes home from work prettier than when she left? You got to date an esthetician, right, man? That's the way. I, it's, it's rough though, because like if she has a bad day, like uh, like she'll be at work and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, what's this in my hair? Like or like, can you imagine like their worst day is like when your esthetician like or a cosmetologist, like her hair just spontaneously dreadlocks, like when she's at work. I'm like, ah, you know, my hair just locked. Is that how dreadlocks happen? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know. I got this uh, beard, man. I got to start wearing an Andy Warhol wig to compliment the beard. Um, <laughs> uh it sucks having a beard because guys with beards will come up to you and they'll be like, hey, man, I have a beard. You have a beard. We should talk, you know? I'm like, I would rather shave my beard than talk to you. Shave my beard and then sit in front of the TV and watch the reflection of my beard growing back again in the TV screen. You know? Anything? Um, <laughs> I almost finished my set list before I got to the stage. You know there's a finger-blasting cult here in this city? Yeah, your eyebrows went up like, well, finger blast my fanny. Is that right? And uh, it's true. There's a, it's called One Taste. And uh, guys pay to learn how to masturbate women, which seems like, I don't know who these women are that want guys that have to pay to learn how to pleasure them. You know what I mean? Like, you'd think you'd want a guy that just was like, picked it up on his own. I don't know. That was just a, yeah, I got a, I got a reaction to the re- reaction at three o'clock, you guys. Reaction stage right. Uh, I was at the grocery store. Sometimes I'll just. What I find if you want to talk to yourself in public, it just helps to hold your phone up to your ear. I'll stand. It, it, yeah, right. And then everybody just thinks it's just like, hey, what's up, man? You know, you like you can like invite people into your little inner world or whatever. I'll be standing in front of like the banana section of the grocery store or whatever, and just be like talking on the phone, like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go on like a 30 day all banana diet, you know. <laughs> And then you like wink over at the dude there and he starts making like monkey gestures at you and stuff. And you're like, yeah, you're pretty good, man. Right? (laughs) 
But imagine if I was just talking about my banana diet by myself without that phone up. People, people would not understand. Anybody else here grow up next to a prison? <clears throat> I did. That's where my dad lived. It was, a, it was like a prison of his own mind, his own making, right? He just sat in front of that fucking laptop screen gambling all day on the fucking derivatives, right? Every day. He's like, you can, there's an opportunity to win every day. Just sit, And I'd be like, that's gambling, Dad. And he'd be like, you don't understand what gambling is. I'd be like, the, what, he'd be like, the house, it was someone, there was some argument about the house always wins or whatever. And then, the, but like, like it's, it's like uh, slot machines, you know, they're guaranteed by law to take 3% of your money or something. And I was like, you know that the exchange is also a house, right? Anyway, <clears throat> if you're ever having an argument with your girlfriend uh, and you get the urge to take a video of her while, while you're fighting to just be like, hey, look at the way that your face looks when you're yelling at me. I'm going to say big mistake. <laughs> right? Because then I go back and I play the video back and it's just like a video of me, you know, with her in it. But then you can hear my voice saying like essentially the whole time, like, look at me taking this video of you. Do you understand I'm taking this video? You know, like, that's all it is. Like, it's very hard to catch your girlfriend saying something mean, you know, when you have a video camera pointed at her. Oh, my God, you're frightening. Um, it's cold out. Hey, Raj, sorry. Right? It's cold. It's, it's rough. You ever have that thing where you're like, oh, man, it's cold. So then you're like, you got king-size blankets. So you got like three layers, and then you fold over. So it's like six layers, and you're still cold. And you're like, you fold over again because they're king-size. So now you got like nine layers plus like the, six -year, the blanket you steal from the six-year-old. So it's like 10 layers and you're like, fuck this, you know, $1,400 a month for rent and the fucking shit's not insulated. You know what I mean? Like 10 layer fucking winter experience. Anybody? Yeah. Right. And then, uh, but it feels good. Like all that weight from those blankets They're suffocating you hopefully in your sleep, you know, like, <laughs> all right, you guys, that was, uh, that was everything. We need everybody. Keep it going for Roman Leo. Yay. Comments. I, I really like that thing with the cell phone. I would like to hear more of that. Like you go into a different aisle or you go somewhere else and you have a, you talk to your therapist or you say something like some really big secrets or something weird. Not just like, but all the bananas is really funny because it's unexpected and weird, but like mm -hmm. you could share some weird personal weird things. Like as if you were talking you to your. Any. Come up with creative examples, but, very specific ones. You right, like but like Maybe yeah, being like, funny. But but not like just trying to be funny, but but being like you were talking to your therapist and say, yeah, I'm not, um, you know, I'm gonna try not to cry. I'm I'm in the aisle. I'm trying not to cry. I know I'm supposed to. I'm looking at the baby oil and I'm not supposed to cry. It's like like you're doing some yeah. OCD work or something, some yeah. cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, yeah, mom, could you please help me? Which brand of sleep medication? Right, exactly. Are you there, mom? You know, stuff like that. So I wanted to compliment your, uh, uh, you know, uh, ex house exchange joke. That was that was a good joke. I, mean, I don't know if that's a broad audience joke, but that was hmm. it was a good one. Okay, it was. I was just working that out. Uh, <coughs> thinking about how 
the you might want to take the finger blasting course because if you get good enough at finger blasting, then you could actually have your hands registered as lethal weapons. Uh. You know what I mean? It's like that egg kung fu. Mm. Make somebody squirt until they die. <laughs> Sad. I guess you could, if you squirted enough, you could probably get de- really dehydrated, right? Like, right? You get like a squirting hangover, maybe? Like, hmm. Right? Like diarrhea. If you have enough diarrhea, you will die of, of uh, dehydration. Also, when you f- have sex with me, you could, yeah. <laughs> you can't. If you have sex with you, your pussy will get so dry you can be dehydrated. That's terrible. Wording dysentery. Nice to yourself. That is. That's right because there's the irony is that she's squirting and dehydrating herself at the same time. It's like moister and drier. (laughs) Yeah, she's really old. Yeah. These are smart jokes. Yeah. I, I like John Gallagher here. I, I think that all the other people with suggestions should be banned. <laughs> <laughs> just, does I'm anyone getting, else I'm have just... anything to say? Do you have any questions for anybody? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I just, nothing that doesn't involve the brainwash. Thank you very much. <laughs> Everybody clap wildly for Roman Leo. Yay! Yeah. All right, your next comedian is definitely liked by Roman Leo. We've been enjoying his comments. Clap wildly for John Gallagher. Participation information. So, uh, yeah, day after Christmas, I'm feeling good. This is my first time uh, ever not spending Christmas with my family. And I got to say, huge improvement. Oh, my God. This is like the best Christmas ever. Like, wake up. Don't do anything to sleep in, eat tortas, and then have Chinese food for dinner. Fucking Christmas rules. Uh, Christmas is amazing this year. I have to deal with petty bullshit this entire time. Weird passive aggressiveness. It was amazing. Like The only thing that was bad is I didn't get to watch Die Hard. That was the only thing I was not too happy about. But we did get to watch the Santa Claus. Uh, yeah. Santa Claus on Netflix. Uh, the Tim Allen Vehicle. Really good. Uh, favorite part about that movie is that the, he kills Santa Claus to take his job. And I don't know if that's like, it just is one of my favorite things about that movie. There's no other job that operates that way where you, you kill somebody and then you have to work for them. Like if you hit an accountant with your car, you don't have to start gearing up for taxis, you know? You're not going to have to start filling out reports. He's got a lot, of, a lot on his plate. Got to start filling out those tax returns. But uh, a lot of people had warned us about this. We were kind of hanging out all throughout the day. And everybody said, "Is like, don't, no matter what you want to do, don't go to an open mic on Christmas Eve uh, You will get or Christmas Day. You will get really bummed out. And uh, we don't like listening. So, yeah, went to an open mic. And holy fuck, yeah, that was a real, that was a real bad idea. <laughs> don't ever do that. There's one thing Jesus doesn't want you to do. Let's go to an open mic on Christmas. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. Number one thing, don't ever go to a Christmas open mic. 
The devil wants you to go to a Christmas song, Christmas open mic. I think that's what he wants you to do. Uh, I've been working on this for a while, so I'm sorry. I think you guys have heard it a lot already. But uh, favorite part of uh, I like, like Scientology a lot, and my favorite part about Scientology is that L. Ron Hubbard was really good friends with Jack Parsons, and Jack Parsons is one of the main people in NASA. He's one of the big inventors of jet propulsion, and they were friends because in Northern California, what they did is they lived in a commune where they'd fuck underage women on. Uh, drawings of pentagrams to try and summon the devil which is pretty yeah which isn't that nice like one of the greatest scientists in u.s history believed in the devil <laughs> like he's just like you know we're gonna pioneer rocket science we're gonna go to the farthest ends of the earth but i gotta be a good boy because otherwise that red man's gonna be angry at me <laughs> and light me on fire funny like the other thing too is like you summon the devil by like fucking somebody or like ejaculating on a pentagram. Like the devil has weird self-esteem, I think. You know, like you gotta, the devil should be a lot better than that. Like God gets like war churches and like worship and sacrifice and the devil's just like, did he come on the pentagram? I'm there, okay? Like, Cause uh, you know, they say he works, God works in mysterious ways. I'm pretty kooky too. I, uh, yeah, so I'm, don't just play by anybody else's weirdo rules. I'm a kooky man. Roman was talking about hanging out next to bananas in the store. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's a pretty sweet premise. <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, you know, I know, it was a lot of fun, right? We're having fun. Delirious, fucking crazy. Well, me and, yeah, we, we spent all day drinking yesterday. It was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, it's Christmas. Fucking Jesus loves that shit. He turns water into wine. He wants to get everybody fucked up. Uh, but yeah, fucking hanging around bananas. Uh, this made me think of this other thing, uh, which is that when we're born, we're born out of eggs. Like we're like the most successful sperm. We're born out of the most successful sperm that got to the egg real quick. And then after we're born, we spend most of our time trying to, like if you're a male or like even if you're like a lady, you start trying to get your eggs stimulated or get things closer to your eggs. Like if you're a guy, you want to get back to the egg by fucking people, you know? So like I realized if you want to be successful, all you got to do is just hang around eggs. You know, just hang out around eggs. It's uh, the mark of success. Yeah, it's a strong joke. <laughs> Roman, Roman doesn't like that. Bananas, success. <laughs> One thing I got to say, though, is if you're going to eat, like, I was just thinking about, and maybe this is just probably homophobic, but just think, throw something in there about how I want to eat bananas for 30 days, but only eat them without chewing. <laughs> it's like, only one. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. That's just stupid. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, like so it's been a nonstop drinking fest. One of the things I did was I got super drunk, and I went to Rogue One. I hated Rogue One. I thought it really was shitty. Uh, yeah, and I walked out. Uh, yeah, I walked out of Rogue One. Huh? Yeah, I thought it was bad. I hated it. I feel like an asshole. I thought it was the horrible. Uh, but I walked out. One of the things I did is we were walking around. We we're getting beer later that night, uh, and they see this uh, homeless person on the street sleeping. And they only have like half a blanket. So we have like all these shitty blankets in our house. We're like, you know, we'll do something nice. We're going to give this person a blanket, right? And so he gave this person a blanket. And I was, like I said, I forgot about this until a few days ago. But throw a blanket on this person. And we go about our day. We're like, ah, look at us. We did Christmas miracle, huh? Well, look at us. We're such good people. And we come back. Almost person's not sleeping there anymore. Left the blanket. <laughs> it was like, fuck this blanket. And we're like, you know what? Fuck you, homeless person. 
uh, trying to do good deeds, and then just get get your blanket dissed. I don't know. Somebody else went and slept on it later, though, so that made me feel a little better. There's a lot of people that sleep on the ground where we where we live. You know, it's fun. Um, got a minute. <sighs> Bananas, dude. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> juiced that that thing. I uh, juiced bananas. Got to juice them. Think that is it. All right, bye. John Gallagher, spreading Christmas joy and spirit to everyone. Oh, thank you. Uh, first, I wrote. You, you just, you're just, you're a good writer because you wrote something about a car, and then you said gearing up. And I don't even think oh, that thanks. you mean to do that stuff, <laughs> but it's great because it's good writing. Oh, and you. then. I would say with the pentagram, Jesus gets a blah, 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 and the devil gets a cum trough. Yeah, that's funny. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. And if you seem to know a lot about Scientology, if you ever have time on a Wednesday and you want to come on our two o'clock show and talk about Scientology, we'd certainly love it. Oh, sure, yeah. So, cool. Cool. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what, who's the scientist that uh, believes in the devil? That's a Jack Parsons. Oh. So he's the guy that invented jet, jet propulsion. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because he was trying to escape the devil. I, you know, I don't know if that's it. He's like, the devil's only on earth. It's like, you're, you, you know how the earth works. Like, you know, mm. What the fuck, dude? I don't know, but he probably didn't break the sound barrier or anything, right? That was like him later? I th- no, he should have. He should have been able to, I think. Because it was at NASA's after like Chuck... Well, I'm trying to think. Because it'd be like concurrent with like Chuck Yeager and all those guys. Mm. Yeah. Because I think it's, that'd be... He knew... As the oldest person in the room, they'd already broke the sound barrier. Right. They'd okay. have to break this up by the time they got... Oh, it was rockets, right? Yeah. And yeah. rockets. Yeah. Well, because what was he? Well, Yeager was the first one to break the sound barrier, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. All right. So he's probably just... Yeah, I think there might be some there trying to escape the devil with Jeff Propulsion. I don't know. Now that I said it out loud, I don't like it. That's but, um, <laughs> Uh, you were talking about how Christmas open mics are terrible. I was it was uh, made me reminded me that it was, I think it was last year when we did open mic here at Mutiny and Ethan Orla or no uh, Albers. Oh yeah, yeah that guy. He brought he bought a bunch of Chinese food for us. And we I had, heard that we had a good time. That's what I heard. But then he also like ended up screaming at some homeless guys on the street, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> the good with the bad. Right, exactly. Uh, so you didn't like, and and I was just curious why you didn't like Rogue One. What was the? Oh, I just thought it was. What boring. was the moment that when you you had to oh, walk out? Like this dude, is too much. Uh no, it was just like I just wasn't engaged with any of it. I just like thought it was super boring. I don't know. Like I was watching the story. I thought the lady was like lame. I thought Forrest Whitaker wasn't cool. I like Donnie Yen, but that was it. And I was like, it was like the blind guy's cool. Like they're awesome. Like make a movie about them. Would it like, have been? Sucks. Would it have been better if you had smuggled some beer into the show? Or? No, I was drinking beer. That was the other thing. I was very drunk. <laughs> I was. I was. I was shit faced. Yeah. Fucking. All right. Yeah. And then I was also getting irritated with the Alamo Draft House because I, they wouldn't get me beer fast enough. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's uh, so. There's a complicating there factors. Oh no, exactly. I was a real negative. Nancy. Plus, plus, were you in like in the wrong like one of those theaters where you it doesn't even look like you get you're too close to the screen or something no like, no no i was i had a great seat big theater yeah i had a, no, uh-huh. a great seat and like it was on the corner that's why i was also getting mad because they weren't getting me stuff fast enough and i'm like what the fuck yeah yeah no exactly yeah i feel like maybe <laughs> mm, exactly it's like i'm well i'm gonna get into this devil stuff we gotta <laughs> step up our game maybe, maybe i mean did you stay at least to yell at the, the audience or something about the, them fucking sitting through such a shitty movie or no I was just like like I left I left like a, what, an hour in 
Hey, Siskel and, <laughs> hey, Siskel and Ebert, can we get to the joke workshop part of the joke workshop? <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up or thumbs down, Roman. All right. So, uh, oh, sure, go ahead. If you're done over there. Uh, so, first of all, I want to say, after hearing your blanket story, I see why my hat story resonated so hard. <laughs> yeah, with yeah exactly. And uh, also, I think sort of like an add-on to that uh, pentagram thing is like, you know, what's the devil? Some like Bukaki cuck or something? Some Ooh, sub thing like... You know, buzzword. Get the, yeah, get the cuck in there. Nice. All right. It's trending heavy on Facebook. Oh, absolutely. All right. Got some cuck language there. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to say I noticed um, not really specifically what you were saying, but your tone uh, is pretty specific, like low tone, high tone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's more subtle, but it helps see uh, the flip okay. where, where the change is, and uh, that was really cool. Oh, thank you. All right, thank cool. You. Thanks. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Everybody, that is John Gallagher. He says, eggs, yay, bananas, nay. All right. Your next comedian, he runs open mics at OMG. Everybody slap those meat pods together for a very funny man. Greg Gettle, yay! I don't even know why I'm here. Uh, I fucking hate this so much. I hate, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, you, you fucking shit face at Rogue One. That's why he's like, the, the reason why he's like, never, he's, never in his set, he's like, oh yeah, it took me a couple days to remember that I put a blank on a homeless lady. It's because he was blackout drunk <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> it was insane. And uh, God, he, John's been the worst. Uh, <laughs> just watching him crumble. <laughs> we did get a space heater, so you should try that for your... Get a space heater for your room. All right, Walgreens for 20 bucks. Um, yeah, right? I, I, I fucking pray to God. Uh, burn me. Burn me. I hate this. I hate this. Um, yeah, right? Oh, speaking of homeless people, uh, I, I remember I, I was walking to Piano Fight, and uh, I was, I was kind of tipsy, and a guy tried to rob me for my cell phone. He's like, give me your cell phone. I was like, dude, it's a four. He's like, seriously? I'm like, well, it's a 4S. And he said, all right, never mind. Have a good one. And he just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> he felt bad for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm a feminist. <laughs> That's weird. Um, I'm a feminist. I do believe that men can do anything that women can do. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. When, it, I don't understand this. This is the reaction. Because women are like, women can do anything that men can do. Everyone's like, yeah, women. And then I say that men can do anything that women can do. And they're like, who is this piece of shit? And uh, I don't fucking understand it. It's fucking the same thing. Uh, I think we can do everything that women can do. I do believe that. <laughs> See, why does that sound so shitty? I don't, you know what I mean? It's fucking, it fucks with my head. I hate... I fucking, uh, I was in Florida for a week with my family, and uh, my dad, who's 60 years old, listens to like the, the top 40 hits. He listens to the top 40, he likes the top 40, he likes to be current, uh, which is weird because he also calls me gay. <laughs> he, just, he does, because he does, I live in a room with John, and he thinks that we're sucking dicks. <laughs> sucking shitty dicks. <laughs> Yeah, he also, he also, I, 
I also bought a bottle of bullet, like a big bullet bottle when I was there, and I drank it in 24 hours, and my dad called me a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> And then he and then he asked me why don't why do I don't call him more? Uh, it's a very tricky relationship. Uh, I don't know what I want to do. Um, let's see. My biggest problem with John is that we it's like we, it's like, we have a Madden. We play Madden. We, we're a quarterback. <laughs> And we're for the Buffalo Bills, and he accepted a six-year, $40 million contract. And we're the MVP, and I can't get over it. Uh, we should, it was our fucking, you know, it was a contract year. We should have got over 100. And he signed for 60. It's upsetting me. Um... All right, that's all I want to do tonight, guys. I fucking hate this. All right, thank you. My dreams and my infinite nature. He fucking hates this, but he's really good at it, everybody. Greg Gettle. Yay. Yay, Greg Gettle. Yay. Stay up there. You get the comments, and then you don't want the comments. He says, fuck the comments. Uh, does anybody have any comments? And if you have any questions, you can ask people, and you can direct the commentary if you like. Uh, I think you could really uh, go a lot further with that feminism one. Like It's the same thing. I think that's ripe with stuff and uh if, if you want i uh i'm glad you brought up that your dad thinks that you guys are sucking each other off because i actually think the tension between you two because one of you is sucking the other one off and the other one's not reciprocating that would be my comment on your relationship exactly i know he's not pulling his weight that's my suspicion so what are some of the same things that that women can do that men can do? You know, you know, you can't have a baby. Yeah, you can have babies, women, right? Well, a a woman. I had this conversation with Jonathan. I asked him yesterday. I said, "Do you think a woman could ever play in the NFL? Do you think it's ever possible that that could ever happen?" And we talked about it, like the center of gravity getting hit. If she's Samoan, what is it like? Can you, with the boobs in the way, with the pat, she's going to get broken. Fewer, fewer women. But like, what are some of the things that you can do that women can do? What are some of the things that you can do that women can do? Eat, eat cereal. I, I can't do anything. <laughs> I, maybe you could help me, Raj. Like you, you look like you probably crochet or something. Do you think? Shh. Right? Uh, Men you know, crochet. I mean, I you know, I guess women women cook. I'm a, I'm a pretty good cook. I'm good cooking. Uh, lots of that's, cooking is thing. more of a gay thing. I think it's, it's not so much women. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Uh, I, th- I, actually, I, like I think that, that they, I like the, I like, oh, sorry. No, no, I like the idea of like where you're talking with, yeah, I think he was kind of right on the right track where he's saying like, you know, you're, you know, your, your father thinks that you're both gay, but you're like, no, I mean, I'm not gay. He's, he, he, you know, just the other guy doesn't reciprocate. I think that's kind of funny, you know, or he's like, he's like, uh, you know, he also doesn't do the dishes, you know, just like, you know, just one of the many things that John, does, you know, my roommate doesn't do or something. It was kind of cool. And then I I'm not the gay. I'm a father, feminist. I think of the thing with your father being, uh, you know, so angry and yet wanting you to call him and talk to him is something that's like, can really, mm. you know, can be mined, I think, a lot more too, you know? Like, because the thing is, it's funny about it is like back in the, you know, let's say when men were really men, like in the Old West or something like that, five men slept in a room together, you know? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I mean, in, in some ways, you know, you're, you know, you're, you could, you could argue that it's much more manly, you know, in some ways. And, um, so I think it's just something to figure out there with your, 
But, you know, of course, you know, angry dads are always super interesting. Angry, angry dads that want you to love them for even though they do everything in the world to make you hate them, right? It's like, I think it's something, tension. that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, or even like what makes it work that you, both of you guys live together, you know, like that, like, right? Because a lot of people are just like, ma- right? Communication, the alcoholism, you know, <laughs> the things that make it work, the, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a new game. It's not Angry Birds, it's Angry Dads. And it's like a weird new app where you... <laughs> where, I mean, he, where he tries to shoot you and your boyfriend through a window, <laughs> like, but you're not really gay. I just I think it's interesting because obviously, like you guys have all the same hobbies and jobs and living space. And uh, like, what kind of arguments do you get in? It's mostly when John like drinks the last beer or the weed or whatever. Uh, that's yeah, actually that's, that's pretty true. <laughs> 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 Sounds right. <laughs> Actually, no. The other thing too, I was just back to joking things. Like, my dad thinks we're both we're both gays. Like, no, John's gay. And then like, <laughs> I think that's like way funnier. That, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, because I think that's like no, no. He's gay. Um, you know, come on. Or like the uh, yeah, like the odd couple. What are the extreme differences? You know, like the there's are you guys just totally the same all the time? Uh, I don't know. Well, but maybe maybe there's a there's an inner Felix in one of them. Yeah, I don't know. We had a cleaning day the other day. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Uh, kind it takes of. like five minutes to clean the toilet, by the way, you guys. Not our bad. <laughs> not ours, yeah. It's like so So, uh, they were mentioning the you could do anything a woman could do. I, I wouldn't go with like stereotypical what women can do things. Say things like, yeah, like I saw my sister watch TV for three hours straight just sitting there with her hand in her pants. I can do that. Or, or you can watch TV without crying. Something without crying, because women usually cry a lot. I mean, that's like a good stereotype. Like, technically, I could let people pay to learn how to masturbate me. Like, that's a thing. All right. Because it was mentioned in the earlier set, right? Yeah. Women, women can do that. We yeah. could to- I mean, I don't know if I could set that up, but I could sit there and let that happen. That's, yeah. I'm able to do that. Yeah. I don't know. So, like, non-stereotypical so things. Greg Ghetto, everyone! All right! Greg Ghetto! Yay! All right! All right, everybody. You're an ex comedian, kind of new in town. Pay attention, take some notes. Put your hands together, everybody, for Trey Haney! No way to teach you not to throw rocks and stones that bruise and break bones. Soon enough, we'll realize the world wants family. That's good. I need to practice crowd work anyway. Mostly stuff, just like doing this. You guys just, you have the, the bend the mic stand thing. That's really stuff I'm working on. Just, I'll write jokes later. That's, I saw the one where they like extend it and they hold it like all the way out. That's so cool to me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I know how to do like a speaker's triangle where you like step forward, go to one point, go to the other point. But some of the comedians are like, I'm just going to sit down like I'm bored, make $200 an hour, and talk about my dick. No, seriously, that's awesome. Um, I, I didn't want to plan to do that, but you guys like are a warm room, so I was just cool. I just wanted to talk to you, chill, hang out, pretend to be one of you. Um, roadmap, I want to try to get through three jokes. I probably don't have enough time. Uh, you know, 
I actually love stupid people. Like, I really, really, really like them. I, we all have that coworker, that friend, or that family member that's there. Uh, one of them specifically was this lady named Julie I worked with at a food service place. Uh, she would always do these weird things like, I would pull something out of the fryer, the 375 degree fryer, throw it in the warmer, and she would grab it with her hands and say, hey Trey, why didn't you tell me that was hot? It's just burning, those people that are like, you need to follow them around. You know, put a helmet on them and be like, don't touch that. Don't eat that, don't stick your finger in that. No, she doesn't know how fast she was driving. That's a weird conversation, the passenger like. Uh, we had this guy named Robert. He always said things that like made me want to respond like the way that I think girls want to respond to me, mostly do. Like, what? You're weird. Can you just stop talking to me? Or my favorite, no! Uh, these are people that are just like, but when I look at them, Julie, Robert, they feel like, they look like they don't have any understanding of the world, right? Like most of the time you're just like, how do they not die today? But they're our age, at least, they're like 30, 40, they have kids, they pay their rent, they pay their bills, they're still alive. And if they're below average intelligence by the, uh, what is it? idiocracy principle, we should be able to do anything. Anything. Seri like, I'm not sure about this. That's kind of like an embedded callback. I'm not doing it fully yet. But like, that should mean I should be a scientist, a doctor, at least have a job. Uh, but I'm pretty stupid. I'm pretty stupid too. I'm like, shit your pants in front of pretty girls, stupid. And there's a story behind that, but I don't, I'm not gonna get into it. I was delivering a pizza a few months ago at one of my other jobs, and the ticket said, drive through bank teller. And I'm like, you know, the, the tubes? Yeah, like there's stuff that can fit up there, you know, maybe like a, a sub sandwich, uh, which is a really great business idea. Just get an old bank, the sandwich tubes, boom. Awesome, like some mushu, whatever, you can fit that, but not a whole pizza. And I didn't think about that. I go in, I drive into the driveway, and there's the real driveway and the drive-through, and I go in, and instantly that's the wrong idea, because there are three cars behind me. I'm stuck. I just lost 10 minutes, and I only had three to spare. So I'm like, oh, shit, what do I do? I call the number on the ticket, and I'm like, lady, I don't know how many nickels you've had from people already saying this today, but I don't think a pizza's going to fit up there. The two. Uh, I go in, and there's like, here's lanes, and then there's a circle of cement where we're supposed to go in and then the four stalls where you get the, the sandwich money pizza tube thing. Um, and I finally get to this, to the middle part and she comes out the side door and I just stop in the middle there, deliver the pizza. Everyone behind me is like, what the fuck is going on? And then I have to sit in the car. These four stalls have already been filled plus this shit. So I gotta sit there for another two or three minutes while people are behind me like, oh, look at that guy. Snapchatting me, putting me on Instagram. Look at this fucking loser right here. This guy has no idea what he's doing. And then, of course, because uh, I'm practicing comedy, practicing just doing stupid things with shit-eating grin on my face, I'm just like, hey, yeah, thanks. And I go back, because, you know, my coworkers are stupid, I'm stupid. It's an equalizing thing. <laughs> Speaking of people who might want to be better at their job, I think cops are like dentists. Because like, 
Four out of five dentists agree that police brutality is pretty fucked up. And um, they fucking hate that fifth guy. They won't stop talking about him. They won't work in the same practice, the same area. They're like, no, don't go to that guy. It's not even about his dental care. They just don't like his politics. I'm just saying it's like, it's always just that one cop that we always hear about who has terrible hygiene, doesn't brush or floss his teeth, and all the police hate that guy. That's the one they're always like, no, get rid of that guy because he stinks, he's dirty, he smells like shit, and he's embarrassment to the force. I mean, those, those jobs were like, you can't be that stupid in. Uh, like, if it were a doctor and they were doing stupid shit like that, like not washing their hands or just saying, oh, no, that doesn't matter. Don't question me when I break the rules. No, we'd hear about that shit every day like it was an episode of Seinfeld. Like, you hear about that shit Kramer did? Yeah, he left his copy of the Miranda rights in that guy's rib cage. Uh, well, at least he read it to him before he put that guy down. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, and help me punch those up. Thank you. All right, Trey Haney, everyone. Kevin Commons. Roman Leo's going up to the mic. Uh, this is this is one of my favorite ways that I've seen to hold the the mic stand. This one's pretty awesome. You can just like, especially if it's just a little bit longer, you know. You can you can, but it's like it's braced on the floor. You don't even have to. And then you can just kind of like swivel around, and there's like it allows you a lot of movement without having to actually walk on the stage or like otherwise you're just you're just fucking anchored and then you look like this guy that's always like talking around the microphone but talking with his hands like you know uh don't attack me you know like (laughs) it's a good note so even that like when when i just stand here like this when i just hold it i look like i'm serious and when you guys are like no this is goofy we do weird shit yeah it's it's fun you could obviously have fun with that uh, you had a lot of other good thoughts. Uh, just, uh, I'm a little overwhelmed and can't keep track of them. But the stupid thing is fun. Like, what's so? This woman sticks her stuck her hand in the fryer. You said or something? Or uh, she really just grabbed something that was hot. It was a small example, but she's pretty stupid. Like, should be more. Like cool. maybe she she grabs it and she's yelling at you and she's hold, like shaking the uh, chicken wing or whatever it is <laughs> drumstick yeah. while like it's, it's burning her hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Like, I like. I thought the in the beginning was interesting. Like, cause I think like have you, ever, you watch Tignataro at all? It's somewhat. Tignataro. Tina. Oh, Tignataro. Uh, t- tig. Tignataro. Tig. Yeah, one of her uh, ending jokes is like, "Yeah, one of my guidance counselors told me not to quit school and well, become comedy because well, I make money." Well, yeah, well, I wasn't thinking about just that one, but there's you started off with a lot of physicality, and I know you you do mostly like a lot of physical stuff too, right? I like to move around and be well, yeah, visually and th- exciting as and well. I, and I think that's like a lot more interesting and a lot more different than a lot of a lot of other people are doing. Like the mic stand approach is kind of funny because I think if you kind of play with it like different physicality bits, I think that's a unique way to go about kind of doing your set. Also, like, I don't know, like, might it's definitely putting your own stamp on things. I thought it was interesting. So if you kind of like research different stances and stuff like Roma was doing and like this one, I think that's funny, a good, unique take. Uh, the other one too is I'd say just like, especially with um, the story about the bank, like, I thought of a few ways of punching it up. Like you could uh, just say like something like one of the jokes would be like, oh, do you want me to send like a slice at a time through the thing? Like, and there you go. And then, I don't know, just like, or I mean, even you had a little bit reason too, why they made pizza bites. Well, yeah, exactly. Or a little bit too much setup is the other thing, too. So you shouldn't want to get to the, the joke as quickly as possible. That's part of it, too. I was kind of confused. I didn't know if you were really in line at a bank or if your idea had come to fruition and it really was a restaurant that sent it through tubes. Like, I had trouble. I didn't, oh, I didn't understand oh, yeah. where the grounding uh-huh. and reality of the story was. So I was having trouble, like, 
yeah, definitely figuring happen. out whether I'm like, is it? Are they sending stuff through? Who's the dumb person here? And is it a made-up story or is it? I was just very confused on that. Yeah. So uh, be more clear on that, at least. Yeah, I just I didn't understand if you were really in line, if you were in line at a bank, if your idea was real and you owned this play. This I I was just really confused. I didn't I didn't understand what. So if it helps, uh, what it really happened? Uh, I definitely got the. The, the sign, I, I read it on the ticket and it said drive-through. I got a little bit confused. Uh, the the drive-through lanes were on the right side. The drive-through of a bank, a, though? You can drive up through a bank, yeah. Oh, well, the old ones with the schwump. I understand, yeah. but... And then I said the, the sandwich pizza idea, one of my friends had a cool business idea involving that. I okay. thought it would be fun to put into that joke. That's and, all. That's just okay. a little extra piece on the joke, the pizza tube thing. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. Hey, everybody. Clap wildly. Trey Haney, yay! All right. We have one last comedian here on the Joke Workshop. Pay attention. Just like you have been all night. You guys have been great tonight giving awesome comments. You're going to love your next comedian. He is the, the dude that puts together troubled comedy every Tuesday at Amnesia. Clap wildly for Rajiv Dar. Yay! You're going to love him! You're gonna. I feel like that's what my mother said to my father when I was born. You're gonna love him. And uh, you know, my dad uh, gave me a lot. You know, he gave me something to cry about. That's for sure. So a gift that kept on giving. Thank you, father. Thank you, father. All right. Um. Well, let's see, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Notice a lot of people are on the wagon. Right. It's the holidays. We all want to get on that wagon. Guess what? Not enough space on this goddamn wagon, right? Wagons are small. Not enough room, okay? You want to do something useful, get off the wagon and push, you know? Push that wagon. The wagon can't push itself. Some people want to pull a wagon. I'm not a pull guy. I'm a push guy. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a push guy. Pulling is not my thing. Hey, can you help me pull something? I'm like, no. <laughs> Fuck that. But a push, I'll push all day. I never stop pushing. I'm always pushing, you know? I feel like I like, you know, I like about pushing is just uh, you just kind of lean forward a little bit. There you go. You're all set. You know, pull my leg. Nah, push it downstairs. Yes. You know, that's how I feel. Push. Never pull. I would never pull. Pulling. Boring. Pushing. Great. You know, push drugs on people. Sure. Make some money. You know, pull a pull a fast one. Throw my back out. That is good. Yeah. So. It's a, uh, you know, it's the it's the holidays, so I think it's a good time to remember those that are less out there on the streets where they be- where they belong, and they can't bother us. Uh, no, I I uh, have nothing but uh, sympathy and affection for the indigent people of this world. Uh, I do I do think there's a missed opportunity though that nobody has created a ways for homeless people. You know, they have ways, which is the app that lets you like go find cheap gas and like helps you sort through traffic and i think there should be something like that for homeless people because a lot of people don't like i don't mind but a lot of people don't like homeless people it'd be great to know what's the most optimum route that i could get from my destination to the next destination without crowdsourced among everybody to avoid as many homeless people or maybe find the right kind of homeless person you know like uh you know some homeless people are apparently more entertaining than others so if you're going to go on your walk, you know, might as well go. I, I mean, if I'm going down the street, 
I, you know, I see a homeless person sleeping on the street. I feel sad. I see a homeless person swinging a golf club naked. I'm excited. Something is happening. You know? I'm like, wow, I wish I could be that guy. You know? I mean, you know, within reason. The naked of the golf club part, I think. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know? Man, what I could do if I was naked with a golf club. Anyway. Uh, so, let's see here. Uh, I've been, uh, I'm seeing someone. Uh, which, yeah, I'm seeing someone back on, back on the, back on the horse, uh, so to speak. I, uh, uh, but that means I can't see anyone else. I didn't know that. But when you're seeing someone, you're seeing someone. Nobody else. One. Someone. I don't even see you guys. I didn't even know that you guys are here. Okay? You know what I'm doing? Echolocation right now. I'm just sending my voice out, and there's a little radar ping that comes back, and I'm like, oh, there's uh, four to five people in this room, and they're in this general direction. Because I can only see, when you're seeing someone, you can see them. You can't see anybody else. You know? Can't see. You're all just indistinct blobs, featureless blobs. I don't even, I'm not even sure there are men or women in this room. I don't know. And that's, that's perfect. That's, that's what keeps you safe in a relationship, see, seeing someone. Don't see anyone else. You're not allowed to see anyone else. You're seeing someone. All right. Well, good thing baby Jesus was cute. Don't you think? It's a good thing that Jesus was cute, right? Can you imagine three wise men came all that way and they came, this is an ugly baby, right? And white. What a, what a break, you know? Of all the colors Jesus could have been, good thing he turned out to be cute and white, right? Everybody loves a cute white baby, right? But uh, a misunderstood young brown hairy baby, nobody seems to love. I don't know what that's about. Uh, yep, yeah, so uh, good for Jesus. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. They tell you never to forget where you came from. And uh, I, I don't know why I've been trying to forget where I come from my entire life. It doesn't work. You can't do it. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's possible to forget where you came from. I think if people, I think actually when they say that, it's, not, it's more of a warning. It's not like they're really telling you like, hey, don't forget where you came from. They're saying, I know you wish you could forget where you came from, but uh, don't. You can't. It's impossible. You can't do it. It's going to follow you for the rest of your life and uh, slowly eat away at your soul. So, uh, you know, don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget where you're going, right? Don't forget where you're going. Away from where you came from because that place sucked. That's what I'm saying. All right. I think I've accomplished something here tonight. So instead of using violence and I use a power. Rajiv Jar accomplishing things. Yay. Does your new new boo get mad when you don't pull out? <laughs> Does she get mad when I don't? She uh she she don't pull. Oh. Yeah, I wanted you to keep bringing that back too. <laughs> there you go. I wanted you to bring that back too. With uh, you have to push other girls away and pull one closer. Just oh, seeing good. someone. I oh, wanted I like you that. to keep bringing back because the push versus pull was very funny and. You like that? Good That's premise. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes, my friend, please. I think the idea that Jesus would have been white would be the only reason I would believe Immaculate Conception. Um, okay. How, <laughs> I, I also um, prefer like a chubby Asian kid to like a cute white kid. That's true. I think you're, you've got a point there. On the next scale, you know, a chubby Asian kid would have been... That's how Kim Jong-un I mean, happened. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There you I go. Think that's how Korea happened. Yeah, it makes some sense. I like that. That's, yeah. that's a good point. That is a good, good option. And babies. Good baby option. Ro? Mm. Um, yeah, that, 
just going to say the same thing he said. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the app, yeah. I, I like that the app to avoid homeless people. I don't know if you know this, but the New York Times last week came out with a special in their current section. Oh, yeah? In the middle of the New York Times, there was an article that was really long about San Francisco and about rich people saying, I shouldn't have to walk by homeless people oh, in yeah, these totally. encampments. And there was a whole two-page spread. It was the cover yeah. of the current section in the New York Times I'm going to read week. that because last, last anything Sunday. involving the homeless of the city and people being annoyed by them always irritates the hell out of me. Wait, but it was, I just like, leave them alone. I mean, just like, they're not doing anything that people didn't do, you know, 500 years ago, which yeah. is just sleep outside. I mean, everybody, or, or you know, even whatever. Even the, the 10 things. But the, the whole thing is, it was the New York Times and they're talking about San Francisco and how yeah, we yeah. treat our homeless, which I think is very interesting. So it, it yeah, is yeah. like a whole, everyone knows about it. So it's yeah, a yeah. topic. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, thank you so much. Meo today, Pat Benjamin. Yay. Rajiv Dar. Yay. Hey, if anybody wants any pot caramels, I have some on me, and uh, you should pick those up before you leave. If any of you are playwrights, please, please, please send me your plays of 30 to 90 minutes in length to Pam Sadai at Hotmail.com. We're going to be choosing plays, casting them, and then uh, doing them every Saturday from 8 to 10 in February, opening it up to new artists here at Mutiny Radio. Please join us on Wednesday for the AltaCast and Some Call Me Tim. And then uh, on Friday, I won't be here because uh, one of my best friends is getting married and I'm in that wedding, but the, the show will be happening, both happy hour. That's going to be run by Trina Roderick and uh, the Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse. Um, it's a joke exchange thing. Well, they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. It's a bunch of great people on the show. Zach Wiseman, Chris Kanatz, or Tim Pizza, the whole, the whole gamut. I think Greg Gettle's on that show too. Uh, thank you guys for being here tonight. See you later. Bye. Control about three or four key elements. You can totally own a state. You can make right, wrong. You can make truth, falsehood, falsehood, truth. If you control the media, if you control the justice department, you control the police, you own the system. Just cause there's a vote don't mean that we can hope That the people will promote what's best for all the folks A few things are needed for such success Participation and information at top of the list First, people need to be active Not just once in a blue moon when an election happens We need to each understand what's best Let's treat the land with respect and gentle hands Let's through a sea of hiding cash Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well gather around me sea dogs And get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 
And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance 
dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy. And this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at Podcasts. Dot PCRcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! Yeah! I got it. I got it.
ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! My life is sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. That's how this refrain goes. Come on, join in. Everybody, sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is sure to come your way. Because you're in love. You're in love. And love is here to stay. Ladies. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Yes, it is, Curl. <laughs> it's the House of Pride show, episode 127. How do you keep count after like a hundred, girl? I, I wouldn't have even gotten that far. <laughs> girl, I don't know. Don't test me. <laughs> I'm your host, Gracie Turner, my lovely and beautiful co-host, Pearl T. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a question for us, call us 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. Well, it's another episode, Pearl T's. How are you? Fabulous, girl. How are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm doing good. We're celebrating the 60s today because we have a couple of 60-themed parties going on in San Francisco this week. That's right up your alley, girl. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's get right into it. It's going to be a full house here at House of Pride Radio. Um, am I, can anyone hear me out there? <laughs> can I, I think, think so, girl. All right. I can barely hear myself. Uh, let's start things off. We have a fabulous guest sitting with us. Uh, she is from the girl group entitled The Devil Etz. And um, we want to welcome to the House of Pride show, the one and only Sweet, Sweet Tart. Tart. Hi. Hey, girl. What's going on? How are you? I'm great. I'm loving life. I'm so happy to be here. Well, cool. welcome. Thank you. So, Tweeka said you're from a girl group. What kind of girl group is this? So, the Devilettes are a 1960-style synchronized go-go dance troupe. All right. Yes. Oh, how fierce is that? I've seen you guys perform. And tell us about how big your, your troupe is. So, we vary. At our largest, we're about 18 girls. Wow. Uh, occasionally, we shrink down to about eight, depending on who's available to do a show. But um, we are a very large tribe. Will you guys, like, all 18 go and do, like, one gig together? Yeah. That's it insane. can get a little squished on stages, but you know, the more fringe, the better. And it's choreographed and costumed. Yes, absolutely. Who yes. does your choreo choreography and costumes? So our artistic director, Baby Doe, does all of our choreography. Uh, we kind of design costumes by committee, and we have uh, them professionally made for us. Okay, and how long have you been with the troupe? I am new to being with the troupe formally. I've been dancing with the Devilettes for about a year and a half now. Uh -huh. Awesome. How long have they been around? 20 years. 
Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, quite a history there. Now, folks listening to us right now, you can go check them out in real time while you're listening to us on Facebook. And do they have a website? On Facebook, we are The Devilettes. Our website is thedevilettes.com. We're also on Instagram. And now there's a hyphen between devil and ets. That is correct. So just so you guys don't get confused. But always the. If you just search for devilettes, then you get like a high school cheerleading troop in, I think, Arizona (laughs) or something. Oh, so you have to put the in front of it. Yes, yes. The Devilettes. The one and only. Yes. Uh, the, premier, the original. The, yes, the oh. original oh. troupe, the Devilettes. And they, they rock it out to all sorts of songs, um, such as? Uh, pretty much anything that inspires us from the 60s or has a real kind of retro rock and roll feel. We love dancing to Elvis and Nancy Sinatra. Um, we have a great number that we're very excited about to Devil in, the, Devil in a Blue Dress. Uh, we have a Ramones number that is really, really fun and... and uh, Pretty much anything that makes us want to do the twist. Amen. All right, all right. So you have something for us. Uh, when is your <laughs> I next? I got a whole lot of something oh, for you. Yes, indeed. Right. When is your next uh, performance where we can see you? So we will be at Ain't Your Mama's Drag Show on Friday night at Balançoire. Awesome. Balançoire Pearl, where is that again? Balançoire is 2565 Mission Street, right in between 21st and 22nd on Mission. Awesome. So rehearsed. Wow, she knows her <laughs> stuff. She knows her. Uh, she knows her venues. venues. Yes. Yeah, girl. Uh, this is Cruising Deleuze show. It's called. Uh, it's it's a free show. There's no cover. Believe it or not. No cover and all ages. Yes. So six to sixty. Yes. Tweeka, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you DJ that that party? Uh, yes. I, I toss it off between me and Theodore. She's DJing this weekend. Oh. I have to DJ on a boat. Girl, I'm still waiting on those tickets. Girl, I you know they're the very corporate over there I'll see if they don't give yeah I'll try uh-huh. I'll, I'll keep trying for right. if anyone's gonna get a pair of free tickets Pearl teases right I've been asking for years you guys <laughs> <laughs> anyway so how long what is your background in dance uh, I've actually been dancing almost since I could walk uh, my first pair of heels was my first pair of tap shoes when I was eight years old um, so I studied um, ballet since I was six until I was 18 and realized that that was a really stupid dream and <laughs> what was it that that was the you know the hurdle between your aspirations as a ballet dancer um my height how, how I, like everything I couldn't change about myself was what keep was keeping me from being a professional <laughs> ballerina <laughs> I imagine the, the the standards are pretty high up there for yeah, well, the trouble is if you're tall as a ballerina, then you're too tall to dance with the boys, so they don't want you. And they're that strict about that kind of oh, thing? Oh, yes. Oh, God. Okay, so yeah. what did you, where did you go from there then? Uh, so um, I briefly gave up on dance, and it was all very dramatic, hand to the forehead, wistful awfulness, <laughs> uh, moved to the Bay Area, and was introduced to a whole new world of performance. Uh, so... Yes, indeed, Pearl Tees. Right, and then th- is that how you got into go-going? Or how did you get into going, if that's not? <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> what, what was the first genre did you get into when you moved here? Was it performance art, per se? Or? Um, it w- <clears throat> it was the other kind of go-go dance. Oh, well, girl. <laughs> well, we, are you talking burlesque? Because we nah, love... It doesn't the, sound like... No, no. Be, before burlesque, it was just the sexy girl on a box. 
Oh, go-go box dancer. Yes. I love that. That's, that's my fantasy. I would have, I would love to be, a, I, well, it's too late sure now. But. Was, it was good fun. It was terrible money, but the drinks were always free. Amen. Oh, girl. I know that feeling. <laughs> so what, now there's a few different go-go troops in the city. Why did you decide to choose I don't know if you guys auditioned for the Devilettes. Uh, yes, I did audition. Uh, so the Devilettes is the only troupe in America that does what we do, which is choreographed, synchronized, 60s-style go-go. Mm-hmm. Um, any other kind of go-go, see, they're, more, uh, they're either completely freestyle or it's, yeah. it's much more modern, and we spend a lot of time actually researching and paying attention to what the original moves were when go-go was brought about in the 60s, because it's really important mm-hmm. to us that it is a uniquely American art form, and we are really putting a lot of effort into keeping it alive. So how many how many 60s dances are there that were popular? Is it, do you have them all like... Oh my gosh, there's <laughs> a nearly infinite number um, from the extremely silly dances that just mimic like animal movements, the monkey and the mouse and the fish and um, all of these very, very silly things to uh, things that you think of as more classic 60s dances like the twist and the mashed potato. Uh-huh. But it, the list goes on for miles. Do you guys try to cover most of those or do you have a set favorite group of 60s dances? have moves that we do more than others but we it's I mean it's such a broad uh you know sort of buffet of of things to pick from that yes. it's just it's really fun to mix and match everything it's, together and then come up with our own crap <laughs> a salad bar of goodness yeah <laughs> go go goodness so why did you choose the devilettes I had been watching the devilettes perform at you know rock clubs and and burlesque shows for years um they actually hadn't held auditions for seven years and they finally decided that it was time to bring in some new blood uh and i thought i think that might be what i need right about now i love and it was it was just a perfect fit awesome let's take a short musical break pay homage to 60s dances with the watusi yes
Live, the Devilettes do sound fun. Let's bring in our other guest, Pearl Tease. All right. So in the house, we also have Miss Hollywood. Welcome. What up? And her friend, Kitty. <laughs> Welcome, Kitty. Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what all do you all right. think of this Devilettes 60s fun? I think I want to watch it. Right. It's be groovy. Right. And by watch, I mean touch. Yeah. <laughs> Get up close and I don't personal. Think, I don't think Sweetheart does that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, with 18, with 18 go-go dancers. Looks are free, uh, but feels are going to cost you. <laughs> it's, it is a, I, I would think with 18 dancers on the floor, you're going to have table dances very close to you this Friday at Balançoire. Right. The fringe will fly. Hello, it's going to be like a car wash. You guys are going to be there. Uh, I think on Friday there's 10 of us. That is sickening. Yeah. Well, 10, plus 10 girls serving it. Girl 60 style. Now how um, is there like a is there like a lead devil ed or anything like that? <laughs> How much drama do you guys have in your group? You know, the infighting? Uh, very little. We are we are very much a, a sorority. Um, we all we're like sisters. Sometimes we disagree and we squabble, but ultimately, at the end of the day, we all love each other and we all do this because it's a true labor of love for us. So no one's pining for more attention. When no, it's you know it, it's hard to be the standout when there's you know 18 people yeah. on stage. <laughs> so who manages it then? So our our artistic director is Baby Doe. Oh, she 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 is yeah. Hey, Baby Doe. Uh, so she incepted the group, and it was and she does almost all of our choreography, and she really drives she the vision. The beginning. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. That is so cool to have someone with that much hands-on. Yeah, it's it's really inspiring because she has a very clear, very strong vision, and she just pushes straight for it. Well, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now, what was the, that you said was originated in San Francisco, was it a 60s dance? The Swim. I did not know that. Yes. And there is a Bobby Freeman song called Swim, S-W-I-M, with like hyphens, and uh, there's a lyric in it, and he says, San Francisco did it, it made the whole town swing. And oh, then awesome. he talks about and doing the swim. If you were to describe to our listening audience how that uh, is executed. How I'm it, assuming it looks like you're swimming, girl. It looks a little <laughs> bit like you might be swimming, yeah. <laughs> One arm in front, the other arm in front. And then you can do a backstroke. The backstroke, yes. Is that by the same... That's it's cons- it's all kind of the same idea. It's all the, the swim moves uh-huh. and, you know, a dive and, Ooh, and the, the oh, so hold your nose and do the snorkel. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. I can't get enough. Wow, this is fabulous. So um, besides Balançoire, do you have a full agenda of, of like sort of like a tour? Yeah, so we are actually, we are wrapping up our season. Uh, We just headlined the Texas Burlesque Festival in Austin. We just returned from that, which was an an absolute blast. We loved doing it. And then uh, we have Balance Bar on Friday. And then later this month, we are performing at the Uptown Cabaret in Oakland. Oh. I think this is so exciting. I love 60s music and the 60s vibe. So I'm so glad you had um, some time to come on our show. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. And um, let's say it's the beginning of a relationship with us here at House of Pride. Is this the start of a beautiful friendship? Just the start of it. We'll wear some flowers in our hair next time you guys come on over. Uh, Just iterate one more time your website. The Devilettes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We are The Devilettes. Uh, on Instagram, also The Devilettes. And our website is thedevilettes.com. Awesome. That. Let's have a nice round of applause. Yeah. Uh, sweet God, thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Oh, yeah. I tell you something. 
Pride. We're back. House of Pride Radio. How are you doing, Pearl Tees? Fabulous. How are you doing? You know I love the 1960s. Yes, you do. Mm. <laughs> anything before the 80s, I swear, is up your alley. I know. It really is. It's, it's so strange. Um, I got this. Anything before the 70s, more like it. I do like disco music, too. That, that was a fun decade, all that glitter and sparkly stuff. Mm, I wasn't around for all that. I barely was myself, but I can appreciate retro music. I sure can. <laughs> 80s was my, my time, and I was never into the 80s. If yours, your 90s were... Well, I was born at the end of the 80s. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, 80s, a lot of people love the 80s, but mm-hmm. really my thing was before my time. What, what can you say? Anyways, uh, that was the Devilettes. Folks, be sure to check them out. Devilettes.com. Uh, yes, indeed. We're talking with Hollywood and Kitty. Welcome, ladies. Hey. 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 Hello. So, <laughs> so, Hollywood, I saw you perform last Friday for the first time ever at, at <laughs> yeah. another Balançoire event. Uh, the last. It was 80s themed. 80s themed, right. The 80s. That, again, that was cru- Cruzan's going through the, these <laughs> themes. She's going to be calling us again, Cruzan Delu. Uh, and then if anyone else wants to call us, 415 550 0511. Don't be shy. I have to check to see if that 1978 phone is actually working. Right. <laughs> Please do. Um, now, what kind of performance do you do? Yes, do tell. All. All. <laughs> I think Hollywood. Little, are you nervous? Would. Do I seem nervous? Are I, you a, yeah. I'm are actually you a drag nervous. entertainer all as well? Or? Um, I just kind of mix it up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do whatever, whenever. What song did you choose last week? For I the did two. I did uh, Joan Jett, Bad Reputation, and Come On Eileen. That's right, but not the Dixie Riders No, version. I did a cover, uh, Save Ferris, a little ska band. Mm-hmm. The hot lady lead. Right. How long have you been performing for? Since, well, pretty much my whole life. But I've been uh, doing weirder shit since like 2008 what do you mean weirder you can say it's just gotten a lot weirder since then well i mean (laughs) like on 420 i did a show where i pulled the lollipop out of my vag what Um, what flavor was it it was the kind that are like (laughs) yeah vag vag pop Um, rainbow flavored yeah it was actually rainbow it looks like a unicorn horn you know oh i love those those, yeah they're very tasty yeah sweet so it's, it's more like so much type art. Sure. <laughs> Good one, Pearl. Yes, it's, it's south. Way yeah. south. Yes, girl. <laughs> south of Marquette. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> so you're part Native American, you told me last I week. I found that you very interesting. Memory. Yes. Well, it's you're very fair-skinned and you have light eyes. Yeah. So how does all that mix in? You're not only Native American. Right. You know. I'm a mutt. You're a mutt. So but what, I just have my Native tribal membership cards are you down so, with the tribe yes okay and yeah. we're talking about w- which tribe i'm from the choctaw nation based in oklahoma I, yeah that's where they made us move <laughs> you know were you were they all over the what you know? i have a lot of family in bakersfield oh so Cal- west Coast. which is like west. the oklahoma of california Okay. Well, how did you start getting into, like, drag-type performances? Um, well, I've always been weird, but I uh, modeled for uh, this event called Nude. It's in Tulsa, Oklahoma every year, and it's just like a kink uh-huh. variety weirdness art show. Uh-huh. Is that a thriving artsy town, would you say? Um, Tulsa's the most artsy town in Oklahoma. <laughs> It's the best of the of what they have there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, so I modeled for that, and then some burlesque dancers caught caught a glimpse of me and kind of forced me to do their show. Burlesque? Yeah. Did you do burlesque? Yeah. That is cool. How long have you been doing burlesque for? Um, that was 2008, I believe. Okay. So that would be... There's actually, do you do burlesque in San Francisco? Yeah. There's a yeah. couple of uh, troops. I kind of did the other day, too. Yeah. The, burlesque I mean, I is so different off. from drag. When I f- did my first variety show with burlesque dancers, I, I had met girls that had been doing dr- uh, burlesque for like six years, and they were like, oh yeah, I'm still a baby. I've only been doing this for six years. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, six years and that's a baby. I've been doing <laughs> drag for about that amount of time, and I don't consider myself a baby, yeah. so it's very different. It's a different groove yeah. altogether. It's um, a very different scene. Have you ever tried it, Pearl? Burlesque, now, boo. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. come on. Now that you're growing some girls, you right? Might, no, you know. I'll wait until I actually have them. I see them right now. Right, but they're not where they're supposed to be. Okay, yet. <laughs> they're, look, they're looking pretty good to me. Well, I think when I do get mines, even when I do drag, like I'm not gonna be one of these queens that go out and like pasties and. Oh yeah. They'll be for like my special men. Yeah. You Are know. you going to get argumented and with? Some silicone. What is yeah? Breast augmentation. Yes, I am. You are. How big are you thinking? We are off topic, Tweeka. <laughs> You're already teasing my pearl. I must well, say. Yeah. <laughs> are you? Are you a big dreamer or a mid-sized dreamer? We'll go with whatever the doctor tells me to. Yeah, because I, let me just plan. say what's happening to you now. You're gorgeous. It's totally working. Thank you. And um, everything looks natural and you really, are, you're, you're making it happen. You're so sweet. It's true though. But we do have a guest weekend. I know. It's all, it's all related. <laughs> it it's all, it's it all, all good. It all comes back around. Um, yes. So this it's interesting. Titties, so. So, <laughs> talk you know, about that all so, day. Right. <laughs> Kitty, I haven't right. forgotten about you. I'm actually, we're coming around. We're sleeping around here. It's alright. It's alright. <laughs> I, I understand distractions. Right. Hollywood. So last week, um, you had mentioned that, um, you know, uh, you recently moved back to the Bay Area. Kind of. And because you had some unfortunate happenings in Oklahoma where your bus that you were living in burned down, unfortunately, in somebody's driveway. (laughs) Yes. Um, She lived in a a bus. Did you lose a lot of, like, that is so cool. Artistic Thanks. materials yes. like costumes. Yes, and you, everything. So it's heavy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I saved my dog and my friend. So and your life. Yeah, some electrical something. Who uh, knows? Really. It's like you're uh, starting yeah. from from the the ashes, yeah. building back up. Yeah, something like that. Your phoenix. <laughs> That's what I hear. Rising, <laughs> phoenix rising from the ashes. That's what I hear. So Kitty. She brought Hollywood brought along her friend Kitty, who works at the Little Boxes Theater. How long have you? I'm sorry. Yes, it's true. How long have you been there? Um, we have started it from ground zero. Uh, oh wow! About two and a half years ago, it was a raw space uh, that we found on Craigslist, a one-liner, and uh, no, no photos, no, no frills, nothing, pigeon shit basically. Um, <laughs> no, there were pigeons living in there. <laughs> I believe it. And uh, now we've made it into um, kind of a underground renegade theater, art space, um, event space, rehearsal space, workshops. Love it. The, the Devilettes actually rehearsed 